Today's episode is made possible by Screen Hero. With low lag and an independent mouse pointer for each user, Screen Hero is a screen sharing application built from the ground up for collaboration. Whether you're pair programming, reviewing a website design with a client, or just helping a distant family member with their computer, Screen Hero makes you a participant instead of a spectator. To try it out for free, visit ScreenHero.com. Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at WideTeams.com and on Twitter at WideTeams. This is episode 102. I am your host, Avdi Grimm, and I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, our guest today is Dave Dennis, and he is, uh, is this right, uh, Senior Director of Product and Operations at WGBH, right? Yep, that's right, up here in Boston. So you are in the TV broadcasting world. We are, um, TV and radio as well, local okay, and right. uh, national. Very cool, very cool. So that's a little bit outside of the, the realm that we usually talk to, usually talking to just straight developers on this show. It's always nice to hear from somebody that's outside of that field. So now we're, we're talking to you today because you are, you're not currently remote as I understand it, but you are anticipating a, um, be, becoming remote very soon. Exactly. Um, I'm, uh, I'm in the office right now. But in, in two and a half weeks from now, I will be remote, not too far, we're in Boston, but I'll be uh, in New York City for about five months. Mm-hmm. And what's the, what precipitated that? So you know, my, uh, my wife had a project for work, and it was kind of a unique opportunity for her, so I wanted to help encourage that, so we were able to you know, kind of work that out so that she can, she can pursue that, and I can still, you know, I can still be available for, for work here. Mm-hmm. Now you, in your position, you're managing a, m- a bunch of people, right? Yeah. So uh, I oversee the. I'm, so I work for the digital side. So um, I'm overseeing the the technical, the technology team, a team of developers, and a team of designers, and a team of product managers. So we're, we're all working on the you know the digital you know properties for you know, for national productions such as you know we produce Masterpiece, mm-hmm. um, Nova, Frontline. Antiques Roadshow, American Experience, um, kids shows like Arthur and Martha Speaks. Um, so this team works on all of the websites, applications, games, everything related to those uh, to those big brands. Mm. Okay, so you you are currently in the office with all those people, and you're looking at spending five months away in New York. What are your thoughts right now? Well, I've tried to I've tried to listen to as many of the wide uh, teams podcasts as possible, just to to get immersed in this. You know, I think there's only so much due diligence and work you can do up front. You know, the the, the 37 Signals book is coming out, I guess, today or any day now, mm-hmm. and you know, but there's been some some interesting, you know, things to read and to look at. The, you know, The Year Without Pants, I think, is a it's a pretty good book, and there's there's a lot to absorb, but I don't think it's it's real and practical until you're living it. So, you know, I. I I've got some good ideas, I think, of what to expect. But again, since I'm not not really head down coding every day, mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit different. So I'm, I have a fair number of meetings. Like I have to be on Skype and on the phone like quite a bit, like all day, kind of going through this stuff and the things I'm kind of looking at and the things I want for myself. You know, in regards to like you know big chunks of time to concentrate and focus are just a little bit different, and they're not geared towards some of the same goals. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're doing a fair amount of studying and learning. Are there any Sort of practical preparations you've been making are there like with your team for your absence, not absence, but remote yeah. presence. 
Yeah, de- definitely. You know, we've started that uh, the last you know couple of weeks or so, and kind of talking about you know what what the expectations are, what you know what my teams are looking for from me, and we've we've definitely identified you know communication is the number one, and that's I'm sure that's no surprise to anybody who's either working remotely or you know listening to the podcast and is already familiar with this stuff. But I think it's it's communication and presence, really. And as much as you know, in, in, again, and listen to other folks talk about this and thinking about it, I think. A lot of people desire that that ability to, to kind of disconnect from uh, email and to disconnect from chat and other things like that and just kind of focus on tasks at hand. And if it's you know if it's solving a particular problem or coding, that's great. But the number one thing that I have to do, I think in my mind, is be available and not become a blocker just because I, somebody can't just pop into my office and ask a quick question and then continue on with their day. Mm. So you know I think those things, the communication and availability, are mm-hmm. the, the things that we've really kind of circled around so far. Has that kind of become more obvious to you or more apparent to you, like how much people block on you as you've been thinking about this more? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, every every day we're kind of talking about it. Like every time somebody just stops by, you know, just stops by my office just for, if it's 30 seconds even, that's, they're now able to kind of continue on their way. So we, we talked about how we need to turn that, you know, that form of communication into another form of communication and how certain things, you know, probably don't need to be, you know, interruptible, you know, asynchronous, you know, kinds of communication where it's just like, you know, constant bombardment where maybe those turn into pings on, you know, we use, we use HipChat. So maybe it's just quick, you know, message on HipChat or maybe it could be an email because it can wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a, a part, I think, on the team here to, to, to do just a, a quick check and to think like, okay, should this be, you know, should this be an email that I send? And I can wait a little while, or should should you know should I really reach out immediately? And I, I need to talk something over right now. Mm-hmm. Was this something that you had to that you had to sell to your management? You know, surprisingly, I think it, it was it was a great conversation. Uh, you know, I, I I talked through with my boss, who's the the VP of digital here, and when we we had several conversations on, on how this would work and what it would look like. But she's been very supportive, to be perfectly honest. And I think in understanding that, you know, we, we don't have a lot of people here who are remote. So we, we believe this is something we have to kind of figure out for mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, again, for all the reasons I think you know, people talk about where, you know, we need to open up, you know, a broader pool of potential hires right? beyond just the, you know, Boston metro area. It's, of course, it's a very competitive market here for, you know, for all kinds of, you know, talented individuals. So, you know, to be able to hire someone who, who really loves living somewhere else is really appealing. And I think, you know, we definitely want to be able to, to get there with that. But mm-hmm. before we do that, I think we need to establish some best practices. Instead of playing guinea pig on somebody who's new, you know, they may bring great experience to the table. Maybe they've done this. Maybe they've been working remote for, for 10 years and they totally have it down. But, you know, if not, I think it would be unfortunate to have to, you know, to, to experiment on somebody new who hasn't, you know, especially if it's new for them and new for us. Right. So if we can, if we can come to the table having done this, you know, me having done this and figured out some best practices, you know, and some standards that we, that we should work with, I think that's all the better. Mm-hmm. So as far as, Arranging for your availability, it sounds like you're just you're planning on being you know online on HipChat a lot, available on Skype. Anything else? Any other particular provisions you're making for being available? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm probably too available. You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a. I think I don't have a great necessarily great work home balance. My my wife would probably agree, and I have kids who are 50, two babies who are 15 months apart, hmm. just 11 months and 26 months. So. You know, that's something that we kind of have to work on, or I have to work on anyways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, when you end up at nine o'clock at night and you're still kind of like answering emails or doing those sorts of things. But I think, you know, I think that's okay. You know, 
it's that it's that trade off. You know, I was listening to you know the, a couple episodes ago. You know, David Tate kind of talked about you know you know figuring this stuff out with with his wife, right? Like how to understand that your home and your wife and kids are around, but you know what, daddy's working, right? right. So I think. You know, that's definitely like part of that balancing that availability. But the, the tools we use here, I think make a lot of these here. We, you know, we use, you know, use Jira and Confluence and a lot of the, a lot of those that kind of Atlassian tools. And those are great. I'm definitely uh, in favor of trying to reduce, you know, meetings and email and those sorts of things that aren't getting us towards actually, you know, delivering things necessarily, but they're just kind of like busy work and I think are a bit of a drag on productivity. So yeah, I think kind of all that together. Like you said, with with HipChat and you know this and good old fashioned uh, telephone call when necessary to to kind of keep things moving along and, and not be a blocker. Mm-hmm. Now, are you anticipating working from home or or what? So we'll actually be staying with our family in in New York. My wife's uh, family is from New York City, so we'll be we'll be staying with them. And yeah, I, ha- I do have a, a space there. I, I imagine I'll probably use that some, but I'll take advantage of the the, the vast array of great coffee shops right. available in uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, we, we, although uh, I'm sure Boston has its own has its share as well. So it does, and there's and there's, there's great co-working spaces here in Boston mm-hmm. uh, too, and as as there are in New York. You know, I spent the better part of ten years in New York, and my wife is from there. So you know, it is it'll be good to kind of con- reconnect a little bit, but also to to step outside of the house. I think in some of that, you know, um, that that buzz around you that that you might not otherwise have by sitting at home. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's certainly. I, I mean, I found that it's good to get get out into a coffee shop or some kind of some kind of like you say the buzz uh, from time to time when when you're working from home. I yep. do that pretty regularly these days. And I'm sure you know. Right now, I, I you know I work one day a week at home. You know, just on Fridays. But okay. I, I think to me that doesn't really necessarily prove anything yet because mm-hmm. I feel like if, if a conversation doesn't work or something like that, you know, on that one day, it's like, well, I'll just talk to you on Monday. And you can kind of punt everything till the next day. When you only work like one day at home, whereas if you're you're remote like 100% for a big chunk of time like this, you don't have that option. You you have to find ways that work. You can't just put something off until the next day when I'll see you in person. Mm-hmm. Right. You mentioned a book, The Year Without Pants, by Scott Birkin. Yeah. And I, I confess that's a, a book that I only very recently became aware of, and I don't really know a lot about it. Can you tell me about that? I just started it myself, actually. Okay. So I, I don't know too much. I just know that it, it, it is kind of documenting his experience Working for Automatic, the company managing, uh, you know, WordPress.com. So, you know, I think, you know, and basically kind of relaying all those, those things because they're 100% distributed, right? So the things that he learned kind of going into that and, and coming out of that, which I think is, I'm imagining once we get through it, it'll be, will be enlightening and helpful. Mm-hmm. What's your overall mood about all this? I mean, are you excited? Are you a little bit ap- apprehensive? Both, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely excited from the side that I think, you know, you know, both, both kind of, you know, being able to have a little more time with my family and, and, and mm-hmm. do that stuff, but also excited for, I'm excited for the, our organization, you know, to try to learn more about this and, you know, prove out some different ideas and, and figure some things out, but definitely a little anxious about, you know, what'll work, what won't. I think we'll have to be really, really flexible, you know, right. if something's not working right away, then it's definitely, it's not working. We have to, you know, try something else. But, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to ask you is, do you have a plan in place for determining What's working? Well, uh, I imagine, uh, you know, I imagine my, my team leads will let me know what's working for them. Uh, they, mm-hmm. They're pretty, they're pretty vocal. That's good. That's good. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, they're, they, they're not shy about letting me know. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely will be relying on them. There's no, you know, there's no better way to know what's working, I think. So, th- you know, they'll let me know. And 
you know, if we do have kind of major roadblocks, like, hey, I really need you for something here, we do kind of have that as a backup. Uh, you know, New York's only you know, maybe three and a half hour drive from Boston, so right. I will likely pop back in several times over the, you mm-hmm. know, the course of the next few months anyways. But again, I, I really don't want to use that as a crutch. I don't want it to be like, hey, let's just put this off a couple of weeks and, and, until you're here in the office because you know that's not always going to be an option. Right. And it, it won't necessarily be an option if we hired somebody in Nebraska or California or somebody where they, they can't get here the next mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Do you have like, I'm curious for meetings and stuff like that, do you have like a, a conference room with video conferencing equipment or, or what? Yeah, so the, the good timing around this is that we're actually moving the space that we're in right now. So we're on a we're on a floor right now with a lot of offices. So a lot of the team is segmented off into their in, into individual offices, and there is some open space, but it's it's more office space than open space. But we're moving in about a month or so to a brand new space, which I helped you know design and, and figure mm-hmm. out. And in that space, there there are, yeah there are definitely a few different a few different options there. We have we have four different kind of. Small co-working rooms that are that are outfitted with each is outfitted with a 40 47 inch 46 inch screen with webcam attached. Okay. And I believe there are uh, Mac Minis in each of those. So each of those rooms can be uh, a video conference room. Nice. You know, in addition to that, that we we do have a, kind of like a larger conference room again with kind of the same setup, but more of a kind of like projector and you know webcam available. So you know, there's there's that as well. So if there were like a larger meeting that I wanted to kind of dial into or just have virtual presence at, that's an option as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I looked around a little bit. At some of these uh, virtual presence robots, and they'd be—I think that'd be like—that'd <laughs> be cool, kind of like mm-hmm. drive drive around the floor with a face on an iPad or something, um, saying hi to everybody. But unless, um, you know, unless unless one of those companies wants to donate one to us, uh, you know, we're a nonprofit, so <laughs> unless they want to donate one to us for experimental purposes, uh, it's probably not going to happen. I want a virtual presence quadcopter. <laughs> so I can you chase people anywhere. around. <laughs> Yeah. Preferably one with with like undermounted um, Nerf cannon, or like water balloons. You know, keep people yeah. on guard. Just you know, make sure I can get people's attention. Yeah, that would be. Uh, that's the one thing I've noticed that a lot of them are lacking. There's no like you know, there's no mechanical arm that l- lets you tap somebody on the shoulder with those <laughs> things. <laughs> you could definitely uh, you could definitely get people's attention with a quad cover. I think that might be a little bit annoying though. Yeah, that would be that would be kind of cool buzzing around the office here. Plus, you'd uh, you'd have to like chase somebody down and say, "Charge me, charge me, quick, charge." <laughs> yeah, or they, they just, yeah, wait till the batteries are out, and it's like you know you're out of options. <laughs> yeah. So uh, something that we we were talking about before the show is the idea of making this a two part episode where we'll come back and talk to you again after this experience is done. So are you are you cool with that? Yeah, definitely. You know, I I I hope. I hope then I'll, I'll be maybe more you know, more of a source of, of knowledge having done this, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being having just all questions. But I think you know after the fact, I think it'd be kind of nice to be able to look back and say like you know, hey, we were really worried about you know communication, but it turns out that that wasn't the problem. That you know something else was was a problem. But then right. we were able to figure that out as well. There's there's only one way to you know to you know to really understand this and, and figure it out, and it's to do it. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of questions, do you have any questions, either for me or or maybe a, a question that you'd like to pose to other listeners of the show that they could maybe come, you know, give their answers to in the show notes as you're going into this? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I would love to know. I, I mean, I guess it's different. I guess if, if you're, you know, a freelance web designer, that's a different scenario, right? You're, you're probably switching from client to client every few months and and jumping in and out of different projects. But I guess for those people that are, you know, that are attached to, you know, to a company directly and they're working remote, you know, aside from the things that that I've heard, like you know, like you know, loneliness and kind of feeling you know, left out of 
things that are kind of going on at the office, like, you know, what are those, you know, what are those big hurdles that, mm-hmm. that you faced or that they faced, you know, and, and what have you done about that? And because that's, and, and that, that one specifically is one that I, I, I hear keep coming up, right? It's like you don't, you don't have that opportunity to bump into somebody in the hallway, but, and, and then I think about it here and I'm like, well, you know, if when I bump into somebody in the hallway, it's not like we, we stumble across some great idea that you know, <laughs> the next, you know, that completely like changes the world. Like, it's not really like that, but right. I, I, do, I do get that it is like, you know, it, it is valuable and it is sometimes helpful. Like, oh, hey, you know, did so and so work out with the thing we talked about last week or whatever? Yeah. Um, and you don't have that. I think you have to be, you know, if you're, if you're not physically present, you have to have more of direct communication. I have to, I have to reach out to you via email or whatever and, and actually ask you. And you either decide to answer that email when it comes in or not. And so, so that, I see how that can, you know, that can be, make you feel a little more separated and, and left out of the day today. So I guess that's, that's kind of my big, uh, my big question. Well, so there, the, uh, listeners, there's your, uh, your assignment. If you, you're listening to this and you come back to the, to your computer and, uh, go look up the episode, you can leave a comment with your answer to what the, what the big hurdles were for you and, uh, and how you dealt with that. Yeah, um, Dave, I, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with you in, in five months or so and finding out how all this went. Yeah, I hope I can, uh, I hope I can be enlightening to everybody at that point. <laughs> Well, Dave, thank you very much. Before I let you go, where can people find out more about you online? Sure. I guess uh, Twitter would be the best place. I'm um, just uh, at Dave Dennis, uh, D-E-N-I-S, just one N, mm-hmm. Dennis. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out, say hi, offer advice. All right. Well, thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Avdi. And that is our show for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Just subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Go to yteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Y-Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off.